0: What is up? I'm John Hansen. Welcome to another edition of Hanson's Hints here at FantasyPoints.com, the week seven version. Now, I am recording this a little earlier than usual, early on Wednesday. I've been working furiously all week to get a lot of my work done because I am uh, taking a little bit of a road trip this week. I've been doing this 30 years. I've never gone on anything remotely close to a road trip during the football season but somewhat unique circumstances my 17 year old twins are seniors in high school and have been wanting to do a little college tour in the fall to see all the leaves and all that um for a long time so that's what i'm doing this week going to be working from the road a little bit and all that but i have been doing nothing but immersing myself in everything nfl uh coming out of week number six looking forward to week number seven so a little bit of a potpourri i do have some commentary that i want to i guess vent about here but before we get into it let's go to the thursday night football game and let me pop out a prop or two for thursday night football i am off sirius xm This week, and I know a lot of people are looking for the Thursday night special and all that. Well, I do have a Thursday night special in terms of this game, the best sleeper to roll with if you're looking for some action, a prop bet, whatever, maybe even a fill in starter. So I'll go to the technical Thursday night special first and foremost, and I'll do a prop over, of course. I'm a fantasy guy, I don't take unders. Uh, which has been a little bit of a problem with the scoring down. But I'm going to go with my man, Rashid Shahid, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, The prop is over 34.5 receiving yards for Thursday night football against these Jacksonville Jaguars. Rashid Shahid, of course, coming off a big game last week. He had been quiet. I know it's been a little frustrating. People, you know, don't necessarily need to have him on a roster right now Uh, i've been waiting for a michael thomas injury honestly for rashid shaheed who in his last four games again not doing all that much Um, he is over this number though on an average uh, despite having some very quiet games over the last month last four games 36.5 yards per game when you look at the matchups here Wide receiver cornerback matchups for Rashid Shaheed. He does get a solid matchup. I think all the Jaguar corners are are looking good here. Um, the Saint corners are looking good here against these Jaguars uh, because uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a big injury in their secondary. By the way, uh, Tyson Campbell, which certainly helps Rashid Shahid's chances. Um, we are going to go with it, though, because I'm watching Derek Carr, and I know Derek Carr is a big trust guy. He has got to trust you. And even dating back to training camp in the preseason, I definitely think that Derek Carr trusts Rashid Shahid. Why wouldn't he? You throw the ball up in the air down the field, and if it's accurate, most likely Rashid Shahid is open. Uh, so I do like Rashid Shaheed in this game. Uh, we will go over 34.5 yards, receiving yards. We'll go over there. And I do have another prop that I'm going to pop out here uh, for Thursday night football to kick off week number seven. Feel really good about this one, even though I'm recording this early on Wednesday. So let's check the status of one Trevor Lawrence, but I love Christian Kirk as a general statement. He was on my target list last year. We ranked him well over the market, and I did it again this year, actually. We were pretty far above the market once again on Christian Kirk, and I know week one was a little scary. But I also did say after that game, you know what, trade for Christian Kirk, because I thought that was absolute BS, uh, that role in week number one. Granted, maybe the injury with Zay Jones has certainly helped out Christian Kirk's chances and his targets and his volume and all that. I'm actually not even sure if Zay Jones is going to play, but... I do know that Christian Kirk has six-plus targets in five straight games, 78-plus yards or a touchdown in all five games, uh, leading the team in target share right now at 22%, route share at 81.4%, and targets per route run share, this is Christian Kirk, 23%. The New Orleans Saints have two very good outside corners in Marshawn Lattimore and Adebo, but they are a little giving inside. I do think Alante Taylor, the slot corner, is a good player, but they are still giving up the 10th most receiving yards per game. Two wide receivers lined up in the slot. And most importantly, Christian Kirk, And again, why do I love Christian Kirk? Because he is the easiest player in fantasy football to project, especially when he's up against a man-heavy team because Christian Kirk absolutely crushes man coverage. He leads the team with a 30% target share on 31 routes this year against man coverage. And not only that, he does get the best matchup inside now. Calvin Ridley also gets a good matchup here, assuming um, things stand as they as they are against maybe a debo Calvin Ridley is very good against man coverage, but Christian Kirk is better, and Christian Kirk gets the better matchup. Like, like I said, against Alante Taylor, so Christian Kirk. And again, even if Trevor Lawrence shockingly has a pregame setback and is. Ruled out. I still think Christian Kirk can hit this number with C.J. Beathard, the backup quarterback. Christian Kirk over 51.5 receiving yards here for the Jacksonville Jaguars to kick off week number seven. Well, let's do a quick review of week number six because I got to get this off my chest uh, a little bit. This has been a weird year. They're all weird. Every year is weird now. Uh, but it, it, it has been particularly difficult, I, I would say, with the scoring down so much. So it's been a little bit of a – I don't have any of the numbers in front of me, by the way, but I, I'm sure uh, it, it all it all lines up, at least when we're looking at this year and last year, with the scoring down. I know last time I checked, 2023, the scoring was up a little bit, but I think we're probably trending downward here the last couple of weeks. And we might even be somewhere in line with the scoring from last year. I mean, it is just really, really bad right now. I I kind of am equating what I do and people like me to, I know this is dramatic, but it's kind of like we're stockbrokers during the great depression. I mean, there's just like nothing out there to get, really that excited about so oftentimes you know you have a week you want to get excited about picks every week and sometimes you're overextending yourself because there's just not much out there so not only is the scoring down and as i've been complaining about now literally for decades you have more players involved than ever so we have fewer points scored and more players touching the ball. So it really is a recipe for disaster. And we also have some of the worst quarterback play that has ever been on tape really in in the national football league. So it is not great. So I thought for this podcast here, this is Hanson's hints. So we like to, you know, give some big picture type of hints and things like that. I want to go through the quarterbacks real quick and let's narrow down and categorize these guys a little bit and, and talk about trust. Uh, who do we truly trust uh, going forward? Well, it's it's not a long list here at the top. Obviously, we're looking at Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and look, all three of those guys have shown some issues this year. Uh, Tua tunga not really, hasn't really shown any issues yet, so he's up there, obviously. Lamar um, certainly playing well. Uh, On tape and also running, so we're we're fine there. Um, Still going to put Herbert and Burrow on that list, but now we're looking at a drop off here. I can't even confidently name ten quarterbacks that I fully trust week in week out. But you know, I still I'm still rolling with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, Brock Purdy is looking good. Jared Goff, more often than not, is is doing well. I think the running back injuries help them. But problem with Jared Goff. On the road, against a good pass-rushing team, good secondary, put a lot of heat on him. Dude has got a big-time downside. Um, Here's a guy, though, that I have been pumping up, well, at least going back to last week, just last week. I traded for him in my number one league, but Dak Prescott is, I think, maybe encroaching on that. But we've got the Justin Field situation. We've got Kirky Cousins. Uh, without Justin Jefferson, I don't think if week six is any indication, they're necessarily equipped to kind of hang uh, with the production level that we're used to without Justin Jefferson. CJ Stroud playing well, really well, but is he really going to keep that up all year? I mean, that I think is a little suspect, although the addition of uh, Dalton Schultz helps. But yeah, that's, um, that's about it. So we have so many quarterbacks who really are, um, a function of their matchups. They are good enough to excel with good matchups, but they're not good enough to overcome bad matchups, tough matchups. Justin Fields is on that list. He is now hurt. I think he's going to miss a week or two. Uh, we'll see about surgery. I are Sammy Howell hanging in there. He's in this mix. I mean, Deshaun Watson needs to return. That's why I listed him as a pretty good player uh, to trade for Jordan Love. Completely a week-to-week proposition. Let's see how he does coming out of the bye, though, with a healthier group of skill players and better matchups. So, I mean, that's the good news with a Jordan Love. You know, Geno Smith not playing well. Russell Wilson not playing well. Matt Stafford playing well, but not necessarily getting the numbers. And then now we're, you know, to the bottom of the barrel. So it's pretty bad out there. Um I do think we all want to get a good quarterback here that we can rely on. So uh, if you don't have one of these guys, I would say try to get into the quarterback business. So I'm going to reel these guys off. Hurts, Allen, Mahomes, Tua, Lamar, Herbert, Burrow, Lawrence, Purdy. That's nine. (sighs) Boy. I'm going to put Dak next. That's 10. I think we might end the list there. I mean, Watson. I'll put Watson on there, but he's, of course, on the shelf right now. So that's 11. You know, so we're one light here. If you're in a 12-team league and don't have one of the guys I named, uh, I would assume you probably have Justin Fields. Um, you might have Cousins or Goff. I don't necessarily trust them. I would want, if I were you in this position, to have like a Sam Howell or a Jordan Love, a guy with upside at least that I can use in a good matchup. But, you know, on the bottom end of the barrel here, oh boy. And obviously this is also keeping the scoring down. And that's Derek Carr and Gardner Minshew and Des Ritter. Josh Jobs still Week to week proposition Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, Zach Wilson. Oh boy, Mac Jones. This is brutal. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, this is absolutely brutal. So I would want to get one of those at least 11 quarterbacks that I named there uh, for the stretch run. In my number one league, I drafted Daniel Jones. Obviously, that went horribly wrong. But what I did do is I picked up three weeks ago Dalton Schultz. been giving him a lot of love. And I have Darren Waller. I I went for the stack. That's why I got suckered into it, honestly. Um, I'm not even a stack guy. So I'm like, well, I'm screwed with Daniel Jones. Picked up Sam Howell. Started him one week, uh, week five. And that went well. But I wasn't secure in that. And I felt the need to go get a a better quarterback i traded dalton schultz so i just picked up off the scrap heap for dak prescott whose adp by the way was around daniel jones's anyway so i feel like i kind of made up for that mistake of drafting daniel jones i I probably didn't make up for for you out there uh, if you i convinced you to draft daniel jones obviously that was an roi situation and no one had any idea that they would lose two three starters on the o-line have one of the worst showings ever, and lose Saquon Barkley. Uh, but anywho, uh, moving on, let's talk about some of these running back situations because, you know, I, I mentioned, what, 11 quarterbacks I would trust. Let's go to the running backs that I would totally trust because that list is even sadder. Um, we would go to Chris McCaffrey, but he's currently hurt. Uh, Brees Hall, Austin Eckler, B. Sean Robinson, Travis Etienne, Under-ranked him this year, unfortunately. And I also did that to Kenny Walker. We'll see if he can hold up all year at six. Josh Jacobs hanging in there, obviously. Volume, uh, that's seven. Uh, Al Kamara. But Al Kamara, boy, real quick, is is, this is sad. This is a commentary on the position and the production. Because Alvin Kamara doesn't look great. None of the data points are any good. I don't want to say he looks washed. It it does look like he's doing everything in slow motion, though, compared to years past. He's our RB1 for the week. At least he was for me when I did my initial batch of projections. And it is, I would say, one of the saddest RB1s I've ever seen. And I, I, I say that sincerely because we're talking PPR. All right, and this dude is averaging freaking 7.7 catches a game in his last four for a an absolutely pathetic 3.7 yards per reception. So, I mean, we, we are rewarding this guy and ranking him as our number one running back, and he stinks on an efficiency standpoint on a per-touch basis. I mean, my man needs – massive freaking volume here uh he's averaging 3.8 yards a carry 3.7 yards a catch yet here we are uh ranking him at rb1 for the week uh i'm giving the dude again 3.6 yards a carry and 3.7 um what is it yeah like five yards a catch even that's generous generous and here he is at rb1 but uh that's pathetic I just wanted to get into a little bit of a tangent on that. But, and relating to the quarterback dilemma and the, the scoring is being down and all that, I know I'm rambling a little bit here, going all over the place, but, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I, I do think the NFL is suffering a little bit from welcoming in the college game over the last 10, 15 years. You have quarterbacks out there not exactly working on their proper pocket, pocket mechanics, winning from the pocket, uh, playing under center all that good stuff. So it's kind of stunting development. We're also seeing the two deep safeties. Now teams taking away the deep ball, playing a lot of zone, you know, the Tampa two, you know, when that was all really prevalent 20 years ago, obviously the antidote was always, okay, let's get a tight end of the middle of the field, you know, all that. Well, teams are doing the two safety stuff. Uh, often keeping everything in front of them. So you would think, okay, we can get some good production from tight ends and slot receivers and running backs would catch the ball. Not really. Not really. So that, that's also very, very frustrating. Um, back to the running back convo here. I mean, Mixon, I mean, at some point the guy's got to score. You, you just got to keep firing Joe Mixon at the very least with the touch touches. DeAndre Swift looking good. Saquon Barkley. I mean, this isn't bad. I guess I'm at 15 right now. Pacheco looking good. You know, we'll see about Aaron Jones coming back. James Cook. Now, now we're about RB 18 to 20, and it does it does fall off um, a little bit here. Um, Tony Pollard. I guess you feel good about where where you're at there. But yeah, plenty of landmines here at the running back position. I do feel good, by the way, about Ramondre. Uh, finally, had a little bit of a breakout in week number six. Derrick Henry, not so much. Um, and then we look at the wide receivers, and you know it, it's been pretty good. If you drafted Adam Thielen, you are really getting a hook up. You know, I was pretty high on Thielen. He was on my list. Uh, Jacoby Myers is the other one. We we were pretty high on that too. We get a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, not, not just focusing on the correct calls, but I was very high on Jacoby Myers uh, and pretty damn high on Adam Thielen. If you read my draft plan article, you were probably drafting them or at least considering them because I took them a lot. Uh, Drake London is is looking a lot better, um, lately at least. Uh, DJ Moore now is back on the downward uh, end of things. Um, Nico Collins looking pretty good. I think T. Higgins is a good guy to trade for. Garrett Wilson is hanging in there. Terry McLaurin doing the same. But, you, you know, like everybody's got, not everybody, but most of these guys have some sort of blemish once you get past, you know, Tyreek and Diggs and Chase and Brown, Cup, Allen, Amon Ra, Lamb, Alave, Ayuk, uh, Devante Adams, by the way. I mean, what is going on there? I'm a little worried about that. You know, DK is okay. Kirk, you know, and then we are in this territory I'm in right now, Jalen Waddle, They all do have some issues here. Most of these Waddle has been a little off and on. Same for Drake London, Mike Evans. I'm not sure where he is. Addison is he's scoring, but it, it, that's a little suspect right there. Zay Flowers, I do like. DJ Moore now with the quarterback situation. Amari Cooper had a big game last week. He's got a quarterback situation Nico Collins is looking pretty good, like I said, but you know, T. Higgins currently hurt. I, I do think you trade for him. Garrett Wilson, a little bit of a week-to-week proposition, although getting better. McLaurin and Watson the same. Calvin Ridley, very up and down. Sometimes teams do, it seems, look to take him out a little bit. And, and Christian Kirk then eats uh Devontae Smith, not producing lately. I do like him as a trade for Gabe Davis coming off a, a bad game. Godwin hasn't been all that great. So, I mean, we do fall off, and it's just week to week. You know, Debo currently hurt. Dehop was looking good a little while ago. Now not so much. Abort the mission there. Uh, we'll see about Puka, you know, coming off a so-so game. The Bronco guys. I mean, it just – there's not much here – that sticks on a week-to-week basis and i've been saying this forever so i think we just need to kind of continue to look at things from a smaller window here like you know take a little bit more of a a micro view and focus on the next two to three weeks and let's just plan ahead the next two to three weeks and and do the best that we can let me take a look here um at some of the matchups for week seven give some very early quick thoughts obviously Make sure you check out Hanson's Hints on the website every Saturday night, very late. I spend a ton of time on that. Um, So just so you know, I know I said on the radio, yeah, I hated fantasy football last week. I do at times. I also love it at times, just like everybody else. But, you know, my reply to anyone, if you're wondering, uh, someone said, oh, uh, Hanson said he hates fantasy football. Yeah, I've said that like 7 million times over the last 30 years. But uh, if you're questioning whether or not I'm still kind of into this whole thing, just just go to the Hanson and Sins column on Sunday and read the, I don't even know how many words it is, but it's probably about 7,000 words uh, and look at all the information in there and how up to date it is. And you tell, you come back to me because uh, I can tell you right now, I spent about 20 freaking hours a week on that. But anyway. Uh, So that'll be out on Sunday, and I'll have a better handle, obviously, on these matchups. The Lions-Ravens, ooh, you know, backfield continues to be a quagmire for the Ravens. Cannot trust anyone truly other than Lamar, Flowers, and Mandrews. I don't know about Jameer Gibbs here. Uh, Craig Reynolds, not too shabby, not the best matchup overall. I don't feel warm and fuzzy about uh, Jared Goff in this one, but you're rolling with on Ra and Laporta and all those dudes. Raiders, Bears. I mean, we'll see about the quarterback situation. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. In my number one league, I'm playing against Devontae Adams. So i am looking at this, and there's a thing. When you go up against me, especially if you have a stud, stud always goes off. I mean, I can give you an example. and extra example. Two, three weeks ago was Justin Jefferson. So Devontae Adams will probably catch seven balls, even if it's Aiden O'Connell. Keep rolling with, uh, with Josh Jacobs. And again, Tyson Bajant, wow. I mean, I watched this kid actually practice for a week in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, and I actually did think he was intriguing. He moved pretty well, had a live arm. But, man, he also looked like he was uh, deer in the headlights at times. So this is not, a, not good uh, for DJ Moore. We'll see about the running back situation I think we kind of got that right last week with Deontay Foreman who I was kind of talking up, but it could be Roshan back and and then if that's the case then I'm I'm in on team Roshan. We'll see about the Browns quarterback situation. Uh that was amazing that Amari Cooper was able to go over 100 yards Jerome Ford looking pretty good and I will say Kareem Hunt looked good last week and I think they obviously need to play to their running game and their defense to hide the quarterback a little bit so he might not be worthless. Bills, Patriots, you know, yet another tough matchup for Kendrick Bourne. Can, he, can this man catch a freaking break? Um, and I don't have any replacement. He's going to see a lot of Teron Johnson, uh, Kendrick Bourne. He's really had bad luck with matchups, but it did go off last week and certainly viable. Ramondre I feel better about. I have no qualms with uh, the Bills in this game, given the state of the Patriot D. Uh, It should be a Stephon Diggs game again, by the way. Commanders-Giants, I'm feeling pretty good about the Commanders. And, you know, McLaurin, Powell, of course, Logan Thomas came up small last week. That's kind of what Logan Thomas does. And we'll see about the quarterback. You know, uh, Tyrod, Terrod Taylor did a better job than Daniel Jones, really, uh, extending plays, using his legs. So I wouldn't mind Terrod Taylor. Uh, for Darren Waller. I don't think we can use any of the receivers, but it is a pretty good matchup for the outside guys if need be. If you're looking for a big play, Jalen Hyatt might be playing over Isaiah Hodgins now. Uh, Falcons, Bucks, boring game. I'm not seeing a lot. It could be a slower paced game, not a lot of points. Uh, Steelers, Rams, that Cooper Cup could absolutely crush in this matchup. And I don't really trust. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Um, we'll see how it goes coming off the bye, but I, I I know Najee Harris looks terrible, but I think they they think that they need to feed Ram- um, Najee the ball and and work off of that. Stay on schedule, and you know Jalen Warren's not going to be able to handle much in terms of volume. I mean, he does command the ball, he needs the ball, but running game kind of starts in the offense with Najee. Uh, Cardinals, Seahawks, Geno Smith, and the receivers looking very, very good. Josh Dobbs is hanging in there. I could not believe that Damian Williams played as much as he did last week, but I also thought Keontae Ingram looked as good as I've ever seen him. So uh, we can use him. Trey McBride had a big game, so I don't think we can use Zach Urch with Musk confidence. Packers, Broncos, I do feel good about Jordan Love and the Packers uh, with this beautiful matchup. Likely going to have Aaron Jones, but I like everyone. Um, Tight end included and the slot receiver, uh, Musgrave and Jaden Reed. The Bronco offense was an absolute disaster last week. I don't know what Sean Payton was doing. So, I mean, they lost some trust. Javante Williams looked good, but it also looks like a three-headed monster. It's pretty much a disaster right now uh, in Denver. Chargers Chiefs, I think we might have something in Gerald Everett because You know, and I wasn't a big Quentin Johnston guy, but yeah, I mean, I thought he would obviously come on and get opportunities going forward with Mike Williams down and he is clearly not ready for prime time, which again, I did not shock me at all. I thought people were crazy drafting him as a top 40 receiver. So big winners, Josh Palmer, but also low key potentially because you know, they, they don't have much else. How about a little more Gerald Everett here? You went through to Donald Parham fine, but Can we make Gerald Everett basically a big slot uh, out there? Um, I would love to see that. I'd like to see uh, Rishi Rice continue to come on. I kind of think Sky Moore could do something in this game, but Rishi Rice, the only guy you can rely on. I actually like Jerick McKinnon potentially uh, to do some damage here. Dolphins-Eagles should be a pretty high-scoring game. I'd say start them if you got them. And then niners Vikings, I do not feel good about the Vikings offense. At least it's in Minnesota. Uh, protection's been okay, but, oh, uh, boy, with, with no Justin Jefferson, this looks like a tough spot uh, and not the best matchup for TJ Hawkinson. There it goes. That is uh, a quick look at week seven here. Some hints here on the Fantasy Points Podcast, Hanson's Hints Version. I am John Hanson. I'll wrap it up here. Uh, good luck in week seven. Listen in on all the other podcasts. Like and subscribe. Throw us a bone. And if you're not a subscriber, by the way, uh, and you want to get on board, use the promo code GURIFIC25. Save 25% off your Fantasy Points subscription. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast.